I am Mike Movestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, episode 36. The Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So, podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. And welcome to the the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Movestro, and it's great to be here uh, this time that you are listening to it. Not like I'm recording this at a set date and a time, just let's just pretend that we're alive. And as you're listening to this, I'm, I'm here talking like it's radio or something. Anyways, I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. I know I'm having a great one, and likewise, I hope the same for you as well. Uh, so we have a cool uh, episode today. We're going to be talking to Christina at Raising Las Vegas on Twitter. Uh, she's a marathon runner. She is a, a 911 dispatcher. She is uh, a, a, a sometimes co-host of the 360 Vegas podcast, and she is definitely a member of their team. We're going to be talking to her today about staying fit on the strip. So this was an episode I wanted to do. Since I had my health issue uh, back in February where I had to watch what I was eating and I was having gallbladder surgery and it made me change the way at the time I was looking at my Vegas trips and I, food is the thing I love about Vegas the most, I guess. I'm not a foodie, I'm not, but uh, it's one of the things I love about Vegas the most and I was concerned that it was going to change the way I have my trips and so I knew right away that I needed to talk to someone who knew their shit about Vegas and and being healthy, and Christina was the first person that popped into my mind, so after a couple of months, we finally made the interview happen, uh, and so that's going to be on this show today. Also, interesting fact, a little tidbit in the news recently, is that uh, MGM Entertainment, or, or MGM Resorts International, and Caesars Entertainment are partnering on co-developing a property in Atlantic City, and this isn't an Atlantic City podcast by any means, but for all you Vegas visitors like myself, you're familiar with MGM and Caesars Entertainment. So I just want to talk on that a little bit. Uh, so we're going to make that happen. So all that and more, and I'm using a new recording technique uh, at this time. So bear with me if it doesn't uh, the podcast doesn't stand up to the regular uh, production audio quality that it usually has. I'm trying something new. To make to simplify things, so I don't have to do a bunch of multi-track editing in Adobe Audition. Uh, so that's that's what I'm trying. Um, I probably shouldn't have had. Um, uh, I have beverage with me tonight. Um, lovely beverage. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. I just sipped into the microphone, and I apologize. Someone's gonna leave me a horrible iTunes review, but it'll be the first time anyone left. An iTunes review for the Vegas Bright podcast on iTunes since September of last year. I haven't done my due diligence in saying, hey, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the Vegas Bright podcast, go on to iTunes or whatever it is you listen to the show on and and give us a, a good review. We're not going to tell you straight out to give us five stars. If you feel it's worth five stars, by all means, give us five stars. And 
Well, if, if not, at least give us four or something. I mean, I don't know. We've been doing, you know, Vegas Gone By. You know, we had some new segments. We've been doing Trip Report podcasts. So, I mean, you know, the show has emerged uh, since I started doing these things. So, if you happen to have a moment where you're in iTunes or, you know, you find a place where you can give a good review on this podcast, please do so because uh, we can we can use some of that. We can use some of that love. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention on last week's show because I played a couple of songs on my album. I forgot to mention where you can get it. You can listen to it for free at movestromusic.com and there's going to be like an image divided by six. It's the upper left one. You can go there and listen to it there. You can listen to it free on Spotify, but if you would like to purchase it for some odd reason, you can do that through iTunes, Amazon MP3, and a bunch of other places. So I forgot to mention that last time, so I'm mentioning it now. Anyway, what do I usually say? Oh, so we'll be back. Keep it tuned, streamed, or playing. What color am I supposed to hit? I think this one, right? Yeah, keep it tuned, streamed, or playing right here. VegasBrights.com All your Vegasy things, no resort fees. You know what? I gotta pop this thing in. The Vegas Bright Podcast is available on Vegas Radio Network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, on VegasBright.com. There we go. That sounds better. All right. So, MGM and Caesars, co-developing a property in Atlantic City. What does that mean for all of us people who visit Las Vegas? And it's interesting that they are actually doing this because... I would assume that they both want to invest more in Atlantic City, but they don't want to invest too much more. And I would say that splitting it up the middle, 50-50, probably makes more sense to them because it reduces their risk. But what does that mean for the property that they're developing? I don't know too much about it. But let's say it's a hotel casino area because that would make sense, right? So if they're doing that, when you think about it, they're both going in 50-50. The risk isn't as high for them as it would normally be if they were starting a new property from scratch. They're going in it together. What rewards program would they use? Is that going to be Total Rewards or is it going to be M Life? Being that it is Atlantic City, there is another MGM property there, which is uh, now Borgata. And I'm not sure if there's anything else over there they own. And Harris, of course, has their thing over at the marina as well, not too far from Borgata. So it's safe to assume that people in Atlantic City, much like us who go to Vegas, have players' cards from multiple places. So I would assume that the new place is going to honor both cards, right? But what if you're new and you have no card? Do you have the option to sign up with Total Rewards or with MLife? Are both available or only one? That's the stuff that hasn't been worked out yet. But what's interesting is that they're both partnering on this, but they're not merging. If they were to merge, the FTC would be all over that because they'd create a huge monopoly. Let's back this up. Some years ago, um, Caesars Entertainment was actually bought by Harris. Um, I believe it was Harris Harris Entertainment, something like that. But they purchased Caesars, so Harris owns Caesars. Now you might think, well, Harris is a casino within the Caesars Entertainment family, and yes, it is. But Harris actually owns Caesars Entertainment. They retained the Caesars Entertainment brand because of brand recognition. Uh, the power of the brand, so they sort of adopted Caesar's name as their own, Caesar's Entertainment as their own. 
Make sense? Okay. So that went along pretty okay. But now you have a situation where Caesars Entertainment owns a lot of properties. MGM owns a lot of properties too. If they were to merge together, that would create a monopoly. Uh, and I believe that the CEO of MGM and a CEO of Caesars Entertainment are smart enough to know we can't really merger, so to speak, but we can co-develop a property together. And it's interesting that they're going to do this. So if this is a success, I would imagine they're both going to remain partners, but I would also think that somewhere in that contract is the option to sell their half. They can either sell their half to the other party, which in Caesar's case would be MGM, or MGM's case would be Caesar's, or maybe they can just sell it to someone else altogether. So it would be interesting to see what happens with this. It's unheard of. It's MGM and Caesar's working together. This is kind of like Miracle on 34th Street when Macy's and Gibbles were working together. You don't see this happening much. What's it going to be like, and, and, and what's the effect it's going to have in Vegas if it ends up being successful? Co-developing other properties together. Uh, that could be exciting. Caesars and, and MGM has the money to go in 50-50 at least. Maybe they don't want to start a whole new property on their own from scratch, but working with each other, this might be a good thing. Does this mean that maybe there are spots on the strip that could use some filling over there on the north? Could see a co-developed MGM and Harris Entertainment kind of a thing? Who knows? I would hope so. That would be interesting, but at the same time, uh, you're stuck with the 6-5 and you're stuck with the parking and the resort fees, but then again, everyone's doing that now, aren't they? I think Wynn is holding out, Venetian Palazzo is holding out as far as the parking goes, but it's just a matter of time before they do it. So I think if this ends up being a success in Atlantic City, it'll be interesting to see how it goes in Las Vegas. That's my two cents on it. So that's it. Uh, yeah, it's part of this week's article, Shit You May Have Missed, Like a New Caesar's Palace Tower, which was also an interesting development because there is some fine print in the in the documents going back and forth with the Seahawk and stuff that says uh, in one of those articles, a new Caesar's Palace Tower will be built on the property, perhaps in that seven acres of space that they don't have anything for. So that's interesting. A new tower coming to Caesar's Palace eventually. That sounds like uh, that could be interesting. So anyway, that those are just my thoughts. It's going to be a very... I'm, I'm brief tonight with my thoughts and talking and things of that nature because I have that interview with Christina, and that's a good 40 minutes. So I'm already at the 11 to 12 minute mark here. Not bad. Not bad at all. So that being said, I'm looking at my, my board here. I'm looking at my colors, and I forgot which one I just pressed. It's blue. Oh, I know what I pressed. Okay. So I guess the thing that I need to do is say, <laughs> I am so sorry. Well, that too. Did I mention I had a beverage tonight? Um, it's tasty. Uh, it's very tasty. It's it's uh, a tradition that was passed on to me, actually, by another podcaster. It's very, very good. Oh, I just went into the microphone. I'm not supposed to do that either. I got a bad iTunes review for that way back in September. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> hey, this is how you get me tonight. Uh, that being said, we'll be back after this. 
VegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants, and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations, and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays, and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I have an interview uh, that I did with Christina earlier in the week, and I'm going to be playing that right here on this episode. So I do hope that you enjoy and can get something out of it. If not, uh, just just listen anyway. Uh, Christina is, uh, is very delightful, so I, I hope you enjoy. I hope you pick up what she's putting down. Uh, we were talking about healthy eating uh, on the strip, and for those of you who have to watch your diet, which is really hard to do in Las Vegas, because in Vegas is, it's a place you just want to indulge, right? You just want to, you know, go a little bonkers. Uh, who can blame you? So that's what we're talking about. If if you have some special needs, need special needs. If you have <laughs> no, if you have a, a, a special diet or something like that, and you want to know some good places to eat healthy on the strip and some things and. Ticks, tips and tricks, ticks and trips. Wow. <laughs> tricks and tips on eating healthy on the strip. Then this is the episode for you. So that being said, I hope you do enjoy the interview that we've got for you. And it starts right after this. Vegasbright.com, the Vegas website where the parking is free. And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast here on this, um, whenever you're listening to it, live. Yeah, it says it's pre-recorded, but it's live. I am there with you right now. Uh, unless you're in the bathroom, then I am absolutely not there with you at all. <laughs> Let, let's get to this interview. And we are back on the Vegas Bright podcast, and I am being joined by a Las Vegas resident, a mom, a wife, a marathon runner who is faster than a speeding monorail. And when it comes to healthy Las Vegas, this is the first person I thought of. You can find her on Twitter at Raising Las Vegas. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so recently, you completed a monorail challenge. And uh, was that Disneyland or Disney World? Uh, this one was at Disney World. Um, if anyone's ever been there, I I boarded the monorail at the Contemporary. I took it to the Transportation Center where I exited and then ran to the very next stop, which was at the Polynesian. So I pretty much ran against the train and boarded the exact same car. I saw the video of that on YouTube. I have two favorite things of that video. Three, actually. One is when okay. everyone is cheering you on right before you head out the door. Oh, yeah. It definitely got me pumped up. <laughs> the second one is when you crashed into that person but took the time to stop and apologize. Oh. 
which I'd be like, hey, are you okay? Okay, good. See you later. Pew. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you made it back, it's just like the whole place just like erupted. So that had to be what was going through your mind is it's just like, oh, my God, I hope I get there. Oh, my God, I hope I get there. Like what, what was what was the mindset that was happening at the time? Um, I was definitely worried that I wouldn't make it in time. Um, it was, uh, it, I don't know, something like that. No one had done it before that I know of. Huh? So, um, so it wasn't like pre-timed, I guess. So I wasn't sure if I was going to make it in time. And then I didn't actually know the route. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But I hadn't done a test run because I was there on vacation with my family and we just never made it over there for a test run. So um, so I was afraid I was going to get lost. <laughs> and, I, and I kind of got turned around at one point. I don't know if you noticed in the video, I had a hurdle of fence <laughs> because I got myself off course and went, well, got to get back on. <laughs> so, And in the end, you still managed to make it. I, I, you, you probably would have gotten there before the monorail had you not lost your way, I think. Um. I don't know. I don't know. It goes pretty fast. I was lucky in that um, one of my friends, you can see in the video, he's like joking about having a heart attack or something. But if you look in the background, there's tons of people still boarding. And I was just very fortunate. We went during a time of day that enough people were boarding that I had the time to get that head start. I guess it helped a little bit. I don't know. I think it's selling yourself short. I think I think you still would have made it. <laughs> So the reason why you're on the podcast today is because way back in February, uh, when I got out of the emergency room because of gallstone issues, gallbladder issues, uh, I was told I was going to have to pretty much eat differently until my surgery. And then I was reading stuff online about what life is like after the gallbladder surgery, the whole thing is removed. And, you know, lots of stuff on there that was very, very scary. Uh, thankfully... Most of it isn't true, but I did learn that I should probably take better care of myself when it comes to eating. And the thing that I love about Las Vegas, uh, besides, you know, the, the gambling, but I'm not a huge gamer. Um, you know, uh, drinks are good, but you can find drinks anywhere. Shows are good. All right, I like shows, but I haven't really done those lately. But my favorite thing of Las Vegas is the abundance of delicious, delicious food. And so that's, I'm not a foodie by, by any means at all, or maybe I need to get into a support group. Maybe I am a foodie. Maybe step one <laughs> is to admit my problem. I don't know. But I thought my Vegas vacations were going to change forever. I was going to be eating nothing but salad. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a scary outlook at the time, but, but thankfully it isn't so bad. And I remember thinking, if I'm going to be able to enjoy Vegas, I'm going to have to change the way I eat, but find a way to do it or find out where to do it. And that's a whole different world to me in Las Vegas because I'm used to, you know, having a nice steak, having some good burgers, uh, you know, just completely indulging uh, in the food. I'm not a foodie, I swear. But, and it just made me realize, wow, if one of the things I love the most about Las Vegas is food. That's going to completely change for me. And so I need to talk to somebody who is healthy, who, you know, stays in shape, who knows Las Vegas and who lives there. And the healthiest Vegas resident I thought of was you. So that's why you're on this podcast. So what we're talking today about, no, what we're talking about today, there we go, English, is 
uh, healthy eating on the strip and healthy eating downtown. So with your expertise as far as we'll start with the strip and then we'll work our way downtown. Uh, what, uh, what, 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 uh, what do you have for us? So if, if I'm on a, well, I suppose everybody has different diets and different needs, right? So. Yeah. And, and that does pose a challenge. Um, but for example, when you had your gallbladder out, they told you to stay away from fats versus, you know, I'm a runner. I pretty much run on fats. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't take in very many carbs because it slows me down. Um, but that's, that's from an athletic standpoint there. It's, you know, it's not going to be the same diet as someone else. And then there's also people that have, you know, gluten allergies or people who are vegan and vegetarian. So it's hard to pick something that would work for everyone. For me, if I go to a steakhouse, that's great. I know I'm going to be able to get grilled fish, grilled, um, steaks, grilled chicken, pretty much anything I can get would be grilled. It won't it'll be healthier. But at the same time, someone like yourself, a steakhouse might not be the best option. Um, yeah. yeah, they <laughs> they, they told me, they were like, yeah. I was like, how about ribeye? They're like, no, no ribeye for you. Oh, Too fatty. Really, <laughs> I mean, you have to go with a very lean cut then. Um, so, I mean, my suggestions as far as the strip and in dining in general with Vegas um, would first be look at the menus before you go. Really look at the place you're staying. Look at all the restaurants on the menus. And don't we do that anyways when we're going on vacation? It's part of the excitement of going is, you know, looking at where you're going to stay and what you're going to eat while you're there. And so if you're already diving into that menu, pre-select your choice because then you're not going to be in the moment and be hungry or, you know, it's Vegas, maybe drunk and be thinking, oh, wow, that burger looks really great when you could have had, you know, a healthier option. If you've pre-selected it, chances are you're going to go with that pre-selected healthy option. Um, as far as general, like, restaurants, um, I know in the Cosmo they have a place called the Juice Strand, which is really nice. They do all sorts of cold-pressed juices. So, um, you know, if you need a boost of B vitamins, you can get one of those blends. If you need something with a little more greens, um, so they do, they have a large variety of those. Uh, they also do salads and wraps there. Um, pretty much not all of them, but check with the place you're staying. A lot of the spas have a cafe or a, a restaurant that goes with them that, um, that does a lighter fare. So, cause you don't want to go to the spa and have a heavy meal. So they'll have, um, They'll usually have something along the lines of, again, salads and wraps, but then also some like grilled fish or, you know, quinoa, things like that. So check check where you're staying. See if the spa there has a restaurant. And it's not exclusive to spa guests. Anyone can go to them. Uh, same thing with the pools. Sometimes the pools will serve lighter fare. Not all the times. Sometimes it's bar food. But some of them do have a lighter fare. I know MGM's has a lighter fare menu at their pool bar. Um, Mirage, um, Arturo does sushi and grilled meats and grilled vegetables. Uh, I would think that would be a healthy option if you're at Mirage. And, um, with that, I mean, sushi, I think we all pretty much think of as, as a lighter food. Just whenever you go out to sushi, I think every single resort has a sushi restaurant. Uh, just watch 
how it's cooked because a lot of things are tempered. And then also watch what sauces they put on it because sauces do add up and they can add a lot of extra sugar or fats to your meal. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing is when I eat sushi, I want to eat like pounds of it. Like I just like a whole bunch of sushi. Like when I went to Morimoto, oh man, that was so good. My goodness. What what wondrous sushi it was. So basically, I shouldn't be packing on pounds of sushi. I should probably just keep it at, I believe the term was lighter fare. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you like sushi, fish is so good for you. It's It's got great omegas. It's a very, very lean protein, but has high proteins in it. It's incredibly good for you. I wouldn't tell anyone not to do so much fish, but I'm sure we've all gone and had the, uh, you know, the, the sushi rolls that have the, you know, uh, mayonnaise-based dressings on them mm. or, you know, the very sugary um sauces on it or a lot of i mean the big new thing is the tempura um cottage or not cottage cheese cream cheese inside of it you know do a tempered roll and then it has cream cheese and things like that i think one's called the vegas roll that's like that actually (laughs) so uh, you just you know watch what kind of sushi i mean obviously your shashimi or your hand rolls are probably going to be a safer bet yeah, I love sashimi. That's like my favorite. That's like, I could live on that stuff. It's like the best. Uh, you were talking about steakhouses serving fish. Is, um, that that's I, I've seen that actually on the menu at Gallagher's at the New York, New York. I saw like they had like lobster and um, some sort of seared ahi or uh, I don't know how the fuck it's pronounced. Oh, sorry for the language. Uh, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, A-H-I, whatever that means, whatever that is. And I was like, I remember just thinking like, but this is a steakhouse. Why would you have fish at a steakhouse? And I guess, I guess they're doing it for like, I guess they're just keeping people in mind who might be with someone who, you know, maybe there's a steak eater and then there's someone who's a bit more health conscious eating the fish. So it's a place for, I guess, everyone or, or do you think people are going to steakhouses because the, like the fish is so good? I mean, I would think. You know, with all the food options, I'd probably go to a seafood restaurant if I wanted some really good fish. Right. But say you're, I mean, a lot of times we go on vacation with a a spouse or a friend who may want to stay. Um, And this was one of my talking points, actually. Just, I mean, when you go to Vegas, you are eating some of the best food from some of the best chefs out there. Mm -hmm. Try something different. If you're not normally a fish eater, you know, give it a try. It's going to be the best way that fish is prepared because you're you're going to these top restaurants. I actually have a story about that. I don't, I didn't like fish for the longest time. I thought I hated it, and um, on a whim, I got. Well, actually, I think my sister got it, and I ended up eating it. Um, the Branzino from. Uh, uh, not around anymore. Simon Steakhouse. All right. It, in the plaza it's it's recent it's since closed and it was the best way i've ever had fish ever and and this was at a steakhouse and she had ordered it and i had tried it and thought this is amazing i didn't even know i liked fish so then when we going out i real i would try to order more fish and realize no i do like fish when it's prepared you know really well so it's 
you know, try something new. You might surprise yourself. Um, I know we went to the Vegas vacation. We went to um, Giada's and everyone got the steaks. And I ended up getting the Branzino because I really like fish. I, I didn't realize I did, but when it's prepared by a top chef, I do. Was that was uh, was that Vegas Vacation three? No, um, it was well. It was technically after Vegas Vacation ended, but um, this uh, past, yeah, <laughs> the post party. Okay, we were still in town. Yeah, we we ended up going to Giada's and we got the t- tasting menu, which is which was fantastic and um, not not as. I mean, there was some some bad options on there, but I ended up going with the Brandino, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I I tried other people's steak, and it was very good. I I thought it was fantastic steak. I would have been completely happy with it, but I was happy with my selection. Um, and again, you know, try something new. You might surprise yourself. You might find out that you actually like um, a dish that you probably would have passed on. Um, that being said, if you're a person that doesn't like fish, I would. Stick to mainly the white fishes, the the lighter fishes, less of the um, freshwater fishes, I guess, like salmon and stuff. Those those takes up too. But but <laughs> since I say that, I should probably throw that out there so people are like, "You said to try the salmon." Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my kind of fish too. I like salmon. I like I like yeah. I like I like all the fatty fishes. I think that's my problem. But I got to oh. commend you on not giving into the peer pressure of getting a steak at Giada's when everybody else around you was doing that because I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I'll just get a steak. Why not? <laughs> I I definitely thought about it because, you know, when, when you're doing the tasting menu, you're, you're paying the same price. But I wanted to try the Branzino. I I'd had it at other steakhouses and enjoyed it there, and it did not disappoint. I, again, you're eating these foods from some of the top chefs. It is going to be good it is going to be prepared correctly and prepared in a way that tastes wonderful that is a very good point that's something i have to try to remember next time because i have a i have a way of just sort of falling into my favorites because i kind of know what i'm going to expect um Mm -hmm. i'll occasionally I, i go to i'll try different burger places because i tend to review burgers a lot for some reason um and you know just I wouldn't go to Burger Lounge ever again because it's horrible and lousy and disgusting and just a horrible piece of meat. But um, I do find that I, I like a nice thick burger. And I remember being told, well, you know, you got to look at what you're going to be eating and you got to do like wraps and you're going to be doing like a lot of salads. And I read some horror stories that some dude out there can only have like crackers and nutriment and that's it for the, because otherwise he has health problems. And, you know, blaming it on the surgeries. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of scary stuff out there on the internet at the time. Uh, my doctor, of course, told me, well, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But, uh, so you've given us some pretty good options on the strip as far as uh, getting some, getting some good grub that's, uh, that's going to be kind to our hearts and our waistlines. What do you have for downtown? Um, so downtown, uh, a couple of different options. There's a place, it used to be in Container Park, but they've moved to a larger location called Veg Nation. Um, they are a vegan restaurant, which I know a lot of people might shy away from at first, but I've had it. It's really good food, actually. They do their own smoothies, salads, wraps, and then like vegan bowls with, you know, tofu. And, and really, I mean, it's amazing the things that they can do to mimic 
um, other types of food that you would normally eat. It's all very flavorful and colorful, and I, I enjoy it. Um, but that, that's moved now on to Carson. So in that little strip of restaurants on Carson. Uh, there's two Rachel Kitchens in the downtown area. This is probably one of my favorite restaurants. It's, um, they do salads, wraps, um, they do, they make their own juice blends. So I like to get an energy blend, which is like beets and carrots, and it's very high in vitamin Bs. Um, but if you're going with someone that, you know, maybe they're not looking to be on a diet, um, they, Rachel's Kitchen also does burgers. So ah. go in with the mindset that you're not going to order the burger, get something else, but then let your, let someone that you're with go ahead and get that burger. Um, greens and proteins. They also do wraps and sandwiches. Um, they're a health food place. They're actually located next to all my gyms to give you an idea of <laughs> <laughs> the food there. Um, and then a recent one that just opened was makers and finders. And so watch the menu because they do have some not so healthy options on there. Um, but there is also a lot of grilled meats and they use a lot of your healthier fats like avocados on things. So um, I would say go for something that's more grilled. Just definitely look at the menu. Decide, like my point said, decide before you go what you're going to get. That way you stick to it. That's a good plan. So I guess it helps to just have a plan before you go instead of just trying to figure it all out. See, that's what, that's what I would have done. I would have tried to figure it out when I was there and, and probably would have gotten something I wasn't happy with. I, I, I don't know why I didn't think about researching it first before going. I was just like, oh, I'm going to have to figure it out when I'm there. And you know what would have happened? I would have went to any damn food court and just grabbed salad, and that would have been, <laughs> that would have been well, my experience. Well, there's, I mean, the salads are good. Yeah, good. yeah, all right. Yeah. You can still have flavorful, um, delicious meals on vacation. Not that salad isn't flavorful, but, you know, you can have more of a variety. Just just definitely plan that before you go. Um, some other tips I would have is, you know, don't be afraid to ask the waiter how something's prepared. Um, it's, you know, just because it says that it's grilled, it may be grilled with butters or fats. Their goal is to make this food taste good. So they're going to do whatever they can to add those extra calories to add something that's going to leave you saying, wow, that place tastes amazing. That dish tastes amazing. Um, so definitely ask how things prepared. Probably the easiest example of this that people would know of is, you know, everyone knows sweet potato fries are better for you than regular fries. But a lot of times restaurants will put cinnamon and sugar on it. Mm -hmm. So cinnamon and sugar, not, not the best, not the healthiest option there. So ask your waiter how things are prepared. If you still want the sweet potato fries, fine. Just ask for it without cinnamon and sugar. Um, and that goes into, you know, ask for things the way you want. I, I have a story of going to Twin Peaks, which we all know it's bar food, with um, with Scott from Vital Vegas. And said, you got to try the chicken strips. And I went in and I, I, I had a race coming up. I couldn't eat regular chicken strips. There's just, there was no way I'm very strict when I have, when I'm coming up on a deadline for a race. So I think we ended up, I ended up getting, instead of the fries on the plate, I got green beans. They were willing to substitute that. And I asked them, would you be able to give me grilled chicken strips? And you know what they did? Wow. Yeah. And so just don't be afraid to 
order things the way you want them to be made or prepared. They're, they're in the business to make you happy. They're preparing your food for you. You're paying someone to cook the way you want them to, um, you know, to a degree, obviously. Um, but if it's something that they're able to do, usually restaurants don't have a problem. I've done that everywhere. Um, I've never had an issue with someone saying, you know, we, we can't do that unless it's like a pre-mix that they said, I can't take that out. Um, but don't be afraid to ask a waiter or, uh, or waitress how to, if you can make those substitutions. So basically ask for what you want. Don't, uh, don't just follow what's on the menu. You can pretty much make some adjustments to it and more than likely they're willing to oblige. Absolutely. And what's the worst that happens if they can't do it? They just say no. Nothing, nothing happens to you. You might as well ask. True. True. Okay. All right. I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. This is, uh, this is very helpful and hopefully it's, it's helpful to the, the folks that are tuned in who might be having some of the same questions because it, it's a night and day experience going from not so much healthy eating to having to suddenly, you know, do healthy eating. And, and this it, just becomes a, it's a new world. It's just like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, it, it's like this. Here's, here's a, here's an experience I had and we're going back. We're going back some years here. We're going back to about 10, 12 years. I was dating this woman, very nice person. Uh, we both liked the same food. And then she decided that she was going to start going vegan. Uh, of course, it had an effect on me because I would I'd show up to her place, you know, in the hood on Friday night. And, uh, you know, she she made couscous or whatever that's called. And um, that was interesting. Uh, after a long day of work, I was hoping for you know, some meat. But uh, couscous and, uh, and tofu and... Uh, <laughs> You know, things didn't work out with us. <laughs> that was one of the reasons, but yeah, that was, uh, that was, her mom tried to save the relationship. She actually, uh, showed up and brought a cheeseburger from McDonald's. Uh, but it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work, <laughs> but it, but with this whole, the whole health thing that was going on, it was just like, I really have to look now at, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm eating, how much am I eating and do I need to have ice cream on Friday and Saturday and Sunday? No, probably not. Uh, so I've made some changes. Uh, I've lost 17 pounds since. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Since February. Um, and it's all been about just not eating three big meals, but eating six small ones. Uh, so oatmeal for breakfast, uh, then a banana for a snack. Uh, then I would do a wrap for lunch, like uh, uh, a chicken wrap. Uh, lately, it's been more of a kind of like a roast beef sandwich, but in a wrap. So it's it's roast beef, which is one of the leaner meats. Uh, so roast beef and onions and tomatoes and well, not really tomatoes. I take those out. I can't stand tomatoes. I'm a bad Italian. I hate tomatoes. I love tomato sauce. <laughs> I love tomato soup. I'll even have tomato juice, but don't. I just can't deal with an actual tomato. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I so I zone. So I'm eating lighter uh, for dinner. I would have cereal because it's light. I don't want to eat anything heavy at night. Uh, so I've, I've, that's basically what my whole thing's been about is just eating eating more meals but smaller meals uh, so that I'm not, like, starving. And then at night, like, after dinner, if I want a little bit of a pick-me-up, I'll have yogurt 
don't have to have ice cream. Although Friday nights, anything goes, anything goes. It's burgers and it's ice cream. But, you know, I, I bring that back in uh, for the rest of the week. And that's pretty much the way that I've done it. The thing is with Las Vegas, that's, I can't understand. I can't figure out what it is about Las Vegas. And so I guess since I don't live there, I, I, I guess if I did one day, I would probably just get used to eating regularly. But when I'm out there, I don't know what it is. I can eat maybe one meal <laughs> when I'm in Vegas and be fine for the rest of the day. And I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I'm not doing a heavy amount of drinking or anything, but I, I kid you not. I had, uh, when I was out there for 360 Vegas vacation four, got into town on Saturday and had gelato and then I think later that night I had like pork carnitas at New York, New York. And that was it. I had gelato and pork carnitas. That was my meal intake for the day. And I was fine. Uh, Saturday I had that wonderful, wonderful hangover slopper at, uh, man, what was it? Tom's Urban. Uh, and it's one of those burgers that's supposed to give you a lot of like energy, you know, protein and carbs or I don't know, protein and carbs are the same thing or not. Probably not. But definitely just like loads of energy. And that's all I had. That's all I had for the whole day, I think. Uh, so it's just like, I don't know how it is I can eat one meal in Vegas and I'm fine. But that's just you how know, it is. It have an energy to it. It just does. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And that's, that's what I said. I was like, when I was talking to my wife about, you know, if I didn't know if I was going yet, you know, when I was trying to, you know, see if I had, if I was going to be sick or not, what my fear was. I was like, I have a feeling that. When I get to Vegas, I'll be fine. That there's a certain energy that I always tap into when I'm there, and that's it. It just it is what it is. I'm not sure if it's all the bright lights. I have a things for bright, shiny things uh, that makes me feel energized. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, but that's a whole different that's a whole different topic for another show. So, did you have any other any other talking points or or any advice to give someone who's going from a not very healthy eating lifestyle to uh, lifestyle of sort of just, you know, taking what they're eating more seriously and taking their health more seriously. So I do have a few more tips as far as dining out. Um, so I already went over, you know, order things your way, be conscientious of, of how things are prepared and then ask your server if you don't know. And then, um, you know, pre, pre look at those menus, um, that way you make that healthy option and chances are you're going to stick to it versus when you're hungry, you're just going to go for what looks good. Um, also, you know, carry water with you. And I, you, Phil States, I, I don't know if you met him on the Vegas vacation. Him and I went to Big Elvis in October. And I remember where it's going into the bar and I had my big 32 ounce Nalgene water with me. And he, he was like, you can't bring that in here. Well, why not? Why, why can't I? And, and sure enough, they had no problem with me. I've never been in anywhere in Vegas where they told me I couldn't bring my own water in. So carry water with you everywhere. Um, and that's not to say you can't drink, but, you know, especially if you are drinking, it helps to have that extra water. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely carry water with you everywhere. Water's very good for your health and keeping your hunger down. Um, another point would be, you know, Ask for double vegetables on your plate, you know, load up on your vegetables, maybe skip the bread basket or let yourself have some of the bread, but after you've eaten your vegetables, um, or your, your main protein in the course in your meal, um, you know, fill up on those versus filling up on bread. Cause I think, you know, when we all sit down at a restaurant, we mindlessly go for the bread basket cause we're hungry. 
um, you know, get the pre-dinner salad instead, or just again, double your vegetables on your, on your plate, um, when they bring your main course. Um, so you do want to indulge a little bit, um, you know, ask your server to split your, your plate and pack half of it up in a box. Now I know when you're on vacation, this isn't always an option. Ask your, when you check in, ask them if they can put a fridge in your room. A lot of places actually do, and they will. Not every place does, so I know that can be difficult. But if you have that option to take some of it back, just ask before it even comes out, before it's even in front of you. Just ask for your server to split your plate and then pack half of it up, and they'll do that. Um, if It's one of those things where I don't know if you've ever sat back and said, okay, I'm done but then the plate's still in front of you while you're waiting for your server to clear it. And you kind of just pick at it a little bit. So it's just a way to uh, help with portion control. Always carry a healthy option with you. I carry protein bars with me in my purse at all times. Um, protein bars or, um, I know if I'm hiking or something, I'll take in something a little bit higher in, in fats and carbs, like, like peanut butter. But I usually always have a protein bar or some other healthy option with me that way. Uh, when you're walking by those wonderful bakery stands <laughs> or, you know, the, the pizza places, burgers, and they all smell so good and that hunger hits you, you're not prone yeah. to just stopping in. You can say, all right, well, I'll have, a pro I'll have my protein bar. And then you can, you know, take care of that hunger, but in a much healthier way. So those would be my points. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's some very, very useful information there. I think, I think I have a good, uh, a good plan for my next trip. I'm going to definitely check out some menus ahead of time, uh, see what's available, uh, look at where these places are located, try to plan my day around places that have healthier things to eat. Uh, if I see something on the menu that I feel could be substituted, I won't be afraid to ask. Uh, carry water, definitely. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe some like, uh, like granola bars or, or, uh, protein bars in case, uh, hunger strikes and I'm not exactly where I want to be that I won't cave in and immediately go for, I don't know, uh, gelato or something that smells wonderful. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful smells in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> so basically be prepared. Yes. Be prepared. Absolutely. Preparation is going to be 70% of your battle. Is that like a t-shirt quote or something? <laughs> no. No, no, it's huh. not. There's also the option of just because you're on vacation, you know, if you if you feel like getting some exercise in, do it. The Strip is a wonderful place to run, for example. And a lot of your resorts have really top-notch um, uh, fitness rooms in them. So that's always an option, too. Well, if you're going to be running on the strip, like about what times of the day should you be doing that? Because I know you say it's a wonderful place to run, but I find it to be a horrible place to walk. Yeah, well, so I would go really early in the morning. I actually just finished a run today. I did, um, I did 9.3 miles. I did a 15K um, doing circles on the strip. And I can say in the summer, I started at 8 o'clock and I ended up. I must have started after eight, but it was probably 88, but within like an hour or something, it got into the nineties. Mm. So yeah, definitely, definitely plan. And, and like you said, it can be crowded on the strip. 
earlier you are, the the less crowds there will be. Or maybe late at night, I think like around three or something it drops. So if you're still up at three, but wow. chances are you're drunk, I, I don't suggest drunk running <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but if you know, very late at night or very early in the morning is is usually a good bet for the less crowds and if you're there during our our hotter months it'll be cooler so that you can run because I like I said in an hour it, it shot up to the 90s it was it was a little ridiculous <laughs> wow yeah. I, I understand I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in Arizona and uh, it's pretty much the same weather it gets crazy in a short amount of time so early running probably best so like not like say three in the afternoon or anything <laughs> no no especially in the summer you will probably pass out <laughs> absolutely and the crowds are out and about at that point. Three is a pretty fair bet that you're going to run into congestion on um, maybe around the Bellagio. But the, the part I have the most trouble with is that area in front of like Casino Royale and Harrah's and mm. Flamingo. That gets very congested. Those walkways are narrow. Yeah. So um, plan plan for that. And, you know, if if you are, if you get out there, you start running and you that it's more congested maybe stay to the west side of the strip where Bellagio and stuff is because that has much larger walkways it's a little easier to get through there good tip mm-hmm. all right oh yeah and hike go hiking <laughs> in the summertime like when it's really hot out or like like yeah, Mount Charleston we do have a, a mountain with a ski resort and stuff so it's cool up there but you know I, I think People like this stick to the Vegas Strip, and I know it's controversial to leave, but the hiking in this area is amazing. So if you have an afternoon and nothing planned and you want to get some good scenic exercise in, go see go see the desert. It's beautiful. I've always heard that there were uh, there's often rescues that tend to be done in the deserts out there for people who go hiking or don't. Well, they go hiking, but they don't really prepare for it. They might not bring enough water. They might not bring, like, granola bars or protein bars or whatever. So if if, uh, somebody was visiting, and it's it's probably going to be somebody from the U.K. because they go out there and they stay there for, like, you know, 25 days or whatever the case is. Uh, They they stay out there a lot longer than than those folks in America where we just will go there for the average tourist to go there for maybe three to four days. Uh, And then you have people from the U.K. like Alistair who will be there for, like, a straight, you know, 10 days. I have a feeling it's the UK folks that are going to take advantage of that hiking in the desert thing. If someone were to go hiking in the desert, what are what are some of the tips that you would uh, you would give uh, you know someone looking to do that perhaps for the first time? What should they bring uh, you know as as far as as hydration goes, snacks goes, uh, how much uh, and when to go? Um, so you're actually. As you know, I'm a 911 dispatcher, so I deal with this every day. <laughs> it's it's pretty much every day in the summertime, uh, spring, fall that we have that we have rescues, and a lot of it being heat related. Um, pack extra water, pack more water than you think you need, um, because the temperatures do get to you. You're doing something that's strenuous. You're going to go through a lot more water than you would think in a day. Um, I always pack a first aid kit personally, 
uh, just in case. Um, not that I've had to use it, but I, I usually pack first aid. Um, probably the biggest tip I can say is in case you run into trouble, make sure that your GPS locator is on on your phone. If you have an Android, you do have to download a GPS app. If you're on an iPhone, they have an app on there called the Compass, and you want to see a string of three numbers north and then three numbers west on the bottom. If that's not on, you need to go back into your settings and turn it on. So before you go hiking, have that turned on. That way, if you do run into trouble, you can give them a pinpoint location instead of describing, well, I'm in the desert. You know, that's not so helpful. Um, I've also had, you know, people say things like, well, the moon's right above me. Yep, moon's above everyone. <laughs> if you're on the here, the moon's going to be directly above you right now. So um, giving descriptions sometimes isn't the best. Uh, make sure that that GPS locator is on if you run into trouble. Um, as far as food goes, I like to take um, I like to take little peanut butter packs with me because they have a lot of good carbs and fats. Um, along with some sugars in them. So if I'm having like a blood sugar crash, it, it usually gets me straight again. Um, I, I have a friend that I hike with often that takes apples with them because it's got some good sugar in it to help. Um, protein bars, of course, are both convenient and healthy for you and, and really can help in those situations. Um, but I, again, with the prepare thing, the best thing you can do is prepare Go to the websites for if you're going to be in the park, National Park Service, the BLM websites, the state park websites, and see, is this trail I'm looking to go on, is it, is it strenuous? And then find a map you can download so that you have an actual map with you because a lot of times your phone will go out of service so you can't just look it up. And then, um, So just in case you go off trail. Um, and then third, I mean – Get a hold of me. I'm an avid, avid hiker, and I can probably either give you tips on places that would be safe for the time of year you're going, or, um, you know, give you a clue as to whether the trail you're looking at is more strenuous than you think. So, and they can find you on Twitter at Raising Las Vegas. Yes. Do you have like a website or anything, or or is it just a Twitter? I don't. <laughs> Why? I don't. <laughs> Um, I got two, two kids um, younger than grade school, and you know I work full time. So, and then I'm always I'm always training. Right now, I'm in in training for the Vegas Marathon. So, um, so that takes a lot of time. <laughs> so you have another marathon coming up, and when is the Vegas Marathon happening? Um, that's in November. I actually I have a progressive the week before um, for the first weekend of November, which is five uh, k. 10k and then half marathon and then the following week i'm doing a marathon the vegas marathon which is my favorite race to do because i love vegas <laughs> is that the one where they're where they run on the strip and some people get married along the way yes absolutely yeah they it's one of two times a year they block off the vegas strip one is for the vegas marathon the other is for new year's in which you're really cramped in there right this is the time that You've got room around you in space and you can see everything and you're running down at night. And I can't tell you how wonderful the crowd support is. People from all over come out and just line that course. It's 
it's fantastic. And, and yeah, and you go by wedding row and they have a, um, what they call the run through wedding. So people get married there and, uh, lots of people dress up as Elvis. I did last year. <laughs> so <laughs> not sure what I'm going to do this year yet, but, um, but it'll be fun. <laughs> it's, it's a really fun race to do. We have actually, I think a couple of articles on that on, uh, at VegasBright.com. We have a writer named Genadius and he usually, I think his brother runs in the races, but he usually takes loads of pictures and, uh, he shared a bunch of them and it just looked like, I was like, if I ran, I would definitely run that. <laughs> that would be the place that I would go running. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed like there was like, I think it's like bands too. Like as you're running, there's like bands along yeah. the way playing music and stuff like that. Every so often there's a band that's running um, and, and they're usually an all get up and they're, they're very high energy. <clears throat> and if you're a fan of Vegas, which I know you are, hmm. um, can't tell you how distracting running down the strip is. You're just so excited to be doing that. You you don't even realize the miles that you're running. It, it doesn't affect you the same way as if you were on a treadmill and you're like, Oh my gosh, I still have this many miles to go. You're just like, yes, I'm here. And, and now I'm at wedding row and now I'm in downtown and it's, it's really fun. It's, it's <laughs> Are there people, as you're running, are there people handing you, like, cups or bottles of water? And are the porn slappers next to them trying to hand you cards? <laughs> uh, no, no porn slappers next to them. <laughs> but they, they do have a pretty good setup with um, with water. And then I, I think there was two stops. There might have only been one, but there I want to say there was two stops at least with um, with energy gels. So... Uh, so they, they also fuel you on the way, which is nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, we will be cheering you on in November when you do the Vegas Marathon. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to thank you for joining us today and giving us some pointers on the, on the, right, way, on the right thing to do and the tasty way to do it when it comes to eating healthy in Las Vegas. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to plug or any shout-outs you want to give? Uh, go for it. Um, well, uh you know, 360 Vegas podcast. I'm good friends with Mark and Karen and Alistair. Um, so hi to them. And thank you for a wonderful Vegas vacation. <laughs> Wasn't it awesome? <laughs> it was fantastic. I, I, I loved every minute of it. And, uh, and I got to do like the girly thing too, which I haven't had been able to do at the previous Vegas vacation. So I was thrilled. <laughs> for me, it was like, uh, ever since I left there, it was like, uh, it, it was like, it was like when you're a kid and you go to summer camp and you meet a lot of cool friends and then you leave <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was just, it was just so well done. So well planned. Um, and there's even room for when things don't go right. There is always a contingency, uh, so many great people, uh, just a wonderful experience, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. All right, well, thanks for being a guest today on the Vegas Bright Podcast, and remember, folks at home, you can always reach out to Christina on Twitter at Raising Las Vegas. So if you ever need some uh, some tips on hiking in the desert uh, in Vegas, she's the girl to go to. Uh, you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, and we'll be back. After this, the Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So, podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. 
So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Christina at RaisingLasVegas on Twitter.com. And I hope you got some interesting tidbits out of it like I did. What to do and go, when to go hiking and what kind of stuff to carry on me. Should I get hungry and not want to cave in to something that I will probably end up regret having. And she's so full of really great information. So I hope that everybody here got something good out of it. And if you did, we did our job. So there. What can we say? So thanks for tuning in. And uh, as I said, I I hope you got everything out of it uh, that you possibly could have gotten. And now it is the time of the share where I do shootouts, not shootouts, shoutouts. Shoutouts, not shootouts. This isn't one of those West Coast podcasts. Uh, Bad joke. My bad. All right. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah. Captain. All right, let's get on to the shout-outs. Uh, first, I want to say hi to everybody that I said hi to last week on the show. Uh, all the people I met at the 360 Vegas Vacation 4. Um, it was awesome. Looking forward to seeing you guys again. You guys are awesome. Uh, Chris Moore gets a special shout-out because he went and bought my album for some reason. Um, so thank you, dude. Thanks. Uh, thanks, man. Kind of blushing again blushing over here all right that being said uh oh man where's my where's my where's my list oh man i am so unprepared why didn't i uh i'm not gonna edit this because you deserve better than that you deserve to to get full raw me making my mistakes and i'm proud to share that with you absolutely where's that damn folder that's got this sheet in it because i am totally messed up right now uh, speaking of messed up, I have no idea where I'm going with that. I'm looking at my desktop. I cannot find this folder. I should edit this, right? I don't feel like editing it, so I'm not going to. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? This is the first time I drank on a podcast in like 30 episodes, so cut me some freaking slack. Oh, here we are. All right, here's my list. Making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Um, well, I see the folder. I don't see the list. And that makes me sad. Uh, partially sad. A little bit sad. Not too sad. Not as sad as I thought I would be. But sad enough. All right, here we are. All right. So I would like to give shout outs to all the other podcasts out there and websites that I enjoy very, very much. Uh, I've mentioned these people at the end of every podcast because I want you guys to go check them out. Um, you know, we're not one of those Vegas websites that considers everyone else to be competition. The way we feel is if you love Vegas enough to have a website about it, you're instantly our friend. Although some are a bit put off by that. So, you know, that's them. And that's why they don't get shout outs at the end of this podcast Okay, so I want to get some shout-outs to Scott at Vital Vegas. Check him out at VitalVegas.com. Great website, lots of breaking stuff that only he is privy to of, of the info to. Uh, check out his podcast as well. It's really, really great. Go check it out. Mark Meltzer at EdgeVegas.com. He writes everywhere. Not Vegas Bright, of course, but everywhere else for some reason. But you should go check him out anyway. He's a really great dude. 
Uh, and he's also got lots of information to share. He writes at a bunch of different places, but he always links to it at edgevegas.com. So go check it out. Homie writes like fucking eight articles a week and shit. Like for like something like that. Maybe, maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. So check it out. That's all I'm saying. Adam from the Vegas Fanboy Podcast. You can check him out at VegasFanboy.com. He's only around for a couple more months, so go and show him some love. He's in Vegas right now. We're wishing him positive EV and hope he has a great trip. Uh, to Mark, Karen, and Tony at the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check them out at 360VegasPodcast.com. They're the guys who do 360 Vegas Vacation. They're having another one, Labor Day weekend, September of this year. It's going to be 360 Vegas Vacation 5. You should go. It's going to be fun if you usually have solo trips or maybe you travel with a spouse or something and you want a really awesome group of people to hang out with, you should do it. They have a schedule, but what's so great about it is that you don't have to do everything on the schedule. You can do your own thing and then just meet up with us wherever we're going to be. So you should you totally do it. It changed my whole perception on Vegas trips. So you should definitely give it a, a try. And I'm a little bit drunk right now, so I can't be any more honest than I am being right now. Speaking of Tony, who was absolutely hammered during 360 Vegas Vacation 4, a shout-out to him and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online Podcast. It's this really neat podcast where they talk about bourbons and rums and whiskeys and cigars and all those manly things that I don't do, but I listen to their podcast anyway because it's entertaining and I learn a lot of shit, even though I'm probably never going to do it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. The only experience I ever had with a cigar was a Phillies Blunt in Brooklyn, New York. Figure that out. Uh... To Mark Duvall and Dr. Mike at the You Can Bet on That Gambling Podcast, they were there, uh, and I got to meet them both, and they're great people, and you should check out their podcast. It's about gambling. They talk a lot about craps and other games as well. If you're into gambling, you should be checking them out. You should be listening to that podcast, absolutely. To Mitch and Dr. Kev at Tim and the Odds Las Vegas, it's timandtheoddslasvegas.com. They were in at 360 Vegas Vacation 4. Hopefully, they'll be at 5. They cover Vegas. They do politics. So check them out. Um, yeah, just check them out. To Cousin Vito, a Cousin Vito's Casino podcast. He sounds like this. Hey, it's Cousin. I, I, I'm doing a horrible voice right now, and I apologize. I, I, I usually do better impressions. I'm not feeling it tonight. But you can check out Cousin Vito at CousinVito'sCasino.com. He's got a really great gambling podcast. Uh, I believe his next episode, he'll be talking about his memories of uh, 360 Vegas Vacation 4. His previous episode, the episode that just went up this week, he... Uh, had Scott from Vital Vegas on as a guest, so that was pretty cool. Um, and of course, oh man, what button do I press? <laughs> I'm getting used to this new setup, but it's going to make things easier. So I'm all down with that. Oh, this is it, right? All right, and we get my finger over here. No, not like that. But I am going to do this. To Greg C, Blonde Forever, Big AZ Marty, Paper Poster, Michael James, Kelly Lamrock, Set. Oh. That's right, he quit again. Genadius Fisherman, Matty Ice, Sailor Dude, Michelle De Palma. I am Michael Movestro. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I don't know why you do it, but I appreciate it when you do. Please have a very fabulous week. And until then, stay Vegas and stay bright. <laughs>